Welcome to the Light Gray Art Lab podcast. I'm Lindsay Knoll. I'm Jenny Bookler. And I'm Chris Heine. And we are one step away from being in a plane on our way to the precipice of doom. (laughs) (laughs) You think we're doomed? I think we're doomed. I feel Uh like we're doomed. I feel like we are doomed and doomed some more. Beyond the doom is probably a beautiful sunrise. And near that sunrise is Bryce Canyon, which is what I meant to say when I said we're near <laughs> So Jenny and I are headed off into the wilderness to lead a group of wonderful people on a journey of a lifetime. And so all of this stuff, of course, is happening on top of everything else that we're planning for, which is why I said doom in the first one second of this podcast. Besides that, you know what we've been doing is we've been doing a ton of researching and writing and Mm -hmm. thinking and uh, metaphoring metaphors all up in here all up in here about all the cosmos yes and so before we get to about that or we get to talk about that we have a couple things going on here Um, first thing that we want to tell you guys is that because we are going to bryce canyon in a couple days here uh we want you to come say hi to becca who is holding down the fort yes Yeah, so during the time that we're gone, we'll be gone for about 10 days, and Becca will be here. You guys are welcome to stop in and say hello. I also know the Whittier Art Crawl is happening around the space, not in our space, but around the the neighborhood. It's crawling around the neighborhood. (laughs) Uh, Yes, so if you're out and about, you are welcome to stop in here. Check out all the great work from the Iceland Residency Exhibition, and that's still up for another two weeks or so, so just in case you want to check out the show see all the beautiful landscapes and imagine you are traveling with us to Bryce Canyon or welcome to stop in. Yeah. And if you want to, you could even take a peek on our website and see all the details for the upcoming Iceland residency, which we've talked about a couple of times before on the podcast too. So lots of great photos from that experience, a ton of great artwork, um, all that stuff you guys can find on lightgrayartlab.com right on the front page. You can just click on those giant square buttons and get to know a little bit about that experience. Um, what else is going on? We have another game night coming up on June 25th. Oh my God, that's so far which away. Which is a Thursday. Oh wait, is that's, it that's not far away. It's Just two kidding. weeks away. That's not very two far away. Two weeks away. Um, yeah. We will be back from Bryce Canyon. We will. Okay, then I guess it will be on June 25th. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that'll be awesome. Are we so, going to play all the desert games? Oh yeah. Uh, we could. I've got uh, a we'll game. Think about it. I do have some desert games. Do you have a game where you have to wrap plastic bags around your legs and then throw a scorpion in there and see how long you survive? Yeah, I have that's one of those. Fear Factor. <laughs> <laughs> they already had that somewhere. That's a, that's the next program that we're gonna have. We're gonna have uh, light gray art camp, and then we're gonna have light gray residency, and then we're gonna have light gray pr- plastic fear bag. Factor. <laughs> light gray Fear Factor. <laughs> like, and one of the Fear Factor moments is you have to sit with my dog and smell his mouth for like. <laughs> As long as you possibly can, so you can win a tub of gold or whatever you win for your <laughs> factor. So all those things, we should definitely do that, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Good. So yeah, game night. Yeah. So July or wait, yeah, July. I forgot what month we were in. We're June to June twenty fifth from six thirty to nine thirty p.m. Yep, and it'll uh, be a Thursday. Yeah, Thursday night. So we also have 
a really amazing exhibition coming up on July 3rd. We've been gearing up for that show for quite a while. We have about 70 artists who are making one-of-a-kind pieces, originals, tons of limited edition screen prints and handmade designs for the Patches and Stitches show. Uh, So that opens on the 3rd. We're actually kicking it off with a lecture by Tegan White at 7 p.m here at Light Gray, and then it's followed by the reception, a meet and greet, and all sorts of really beautiful and amazing patches. So if you come with your jean jacket, you can buy them and slap them right on. Yeah, right on so, there. <laughs> yeah. All sorts of really I think amazing all of us stuff. have things we'll probably be adding to our wardrobe. Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. for there's sure. I've already of, picked out a couple just going through yeah, all Yeah, I think there's people cool who are making things specifically for each of us. Ooh. They might be. So there's some nerd ones, some cool ones, some bad A ones. Bad A. Bad A. Yeah. yeah. So good. So good. There's also, so that's the patches side. And then the stitches side is all sorts of beautiful, oh, man. delicate, intricate. My face melted. <laughs> Some of that stuff came in and, and my face is still melting. And then from Lindsay how awesome said, I'm going to buy all of them. I did. And then I was like, I need to go get a new credit card quick. And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I might buy them all before you guys get to see them. But uh, you should probably still visit the show. Yes. yes. So, so that opens again on the 3rd. Um, it'll be up the month of July. And we have a couple more fun things coming towards the end part of July that we'll let you guys know about a couple more events you can attend to. Yeah, definitely. And if you want to just keep track of everything, of course, you can go check it out on our Facebook page. I think all of the events are there. I think now, I don't know how Facebook works, but I feel like you can subscribe to all that stuff too on there too. So yes. So life is a metaphor. Don't you think? Uh, I'm not sure if life is a metaphor. Things are (laughs) metaphors for life. That's what I meant. (laughs) <laughs> life is a metaphor for a delicious cheeseburger i'm really tired chris <laughs> life's a metaphor i feel like in the last week i have been face deep in uh making metaphors out of just about everything mm-hmm. i think i've used the term uh oh now i'm gonna remember what the term was manifesting mm. manifesting manifest I did not use that term I at all in my writing. I used it so much. So I used it. Now if you know who wrote what. <laughs> <laughs> Someday when you, you see the Cosmos show one million years from now, except for not really, soon, soon I mean, you will see the manifestations and then you will go, I wonder who did that. You'd say it's probably Lindsay. So life is a metaphor. But we've been thinking about like every single Greek myth, every single Roman deity, every single... Totem totem telescopium all those weird ones <laughs> Victor. <laughs> yeah the ones that were named by people that were like that looks like a thing and then they just named it but man we have been doing all sorts of crazy cosmos stuff and because we're going to bryce canyon on a very special weekend we are going to get to hear from some experts that are going to talk about all of the metaphors and all of the symbolism in the skies in just a couple days here, which is going to be really cool. So we'll definitely tell you guys about that stuff. But man, while I've been face deep in this, have you have you found uh, yourself enlightened well, by I, how crazy these weird... I realize as you say that we should have just brought um, our computers to the Bryce Canyon and then we could write as they talk and just, just be like, copy uh-huh, whatever uh-huh, they say. Uh-huh, uh-huh, thank you. Uh-huh. And We're what like, do you wow. think about the other constellation? What's this one all about? Just raise and then your you hand. just type it as they're yeah. talking. Mm-hmm. Just like a lecture. Yeah. yeah. Just like a real lecture. We That's probably cool. should. We probably should have done that. We probably should have done that. 
That's also, okay. Just it's so probably good now that you actually know from your own research what everything means. Well, yeah, Chris is going to be in the back row with his arms crossed, scoffing. He's like, oh, no, no, that's not what that means. And then and push up your glasses and correct him. Yeah. You'd be like, mm, actually. We'll see. Have you also explained what we're writing? I don't know. I think. <laughs> Would you like me to do that? I could do that. Okay. So those of you guys that have kept track of what's happening at Light Gray over the last, I don't know, couple months have seen the Cosmos Call for Art come and go. We've made the announcement of who's involved. People have turned in their artwork, which is incredible, by the way. And we're in the process of putting together a, a kind of a crazy feet for one of our biggest shows at the uh, onset of fall. So the Cosmos show is going to be two parts. One is a fiber optic installation that mimics the night sky. So you guys will be able to walk in and actually feel like you are surrounded by all of these different constellations um, and astral bodies. So we've got some other cool stuff like binary stars, galaxies, nebulas, you know, dark matter. That one will be interesting to light. So yeah, <laughs> so there'll be all these different kinds of things where um, we've got a little bit of uh, installation excitement and, of course, like all the content. So, uh, you know, you probably have also noticed that we're big fans of myths, um, big fans of fantasy, big fans of like, you know, finding meaning in, in different kinds of stuff. And so this one totally fit our mold of, of stuff that we like. The second part because of all of those myths and metaphors and everything, is um, a oracle deck that we're building. So a couple years ago, we made the Light Gray Tarot, and we've talked about tarot cards quite a bit on the podcast and in life and things like that. Um, and so an oracle deck is, is kind of related to a tarot deck in that it is a deck of cards that help you meditate on certain aspects of your life, so very similar but what's interesting about this one is back in the olden days, and by olden days, I mean ancient Greece, um, there used to be people that were like the the city oracle or like the, you know, your oracle that you would go to to get news about just about anything. You'd go, oh, okay, how, what's the fate of my crops for this year? Or what should I do about this or that? And so they would look at the stars and they would come up with their their information. They would tell you exactly what you were supposed to think of or what you were supposed to do or the prophecies that were up there. And so the Oracle deck responds to that in a couple different ways. And so we've been writing this comprehensive book that goes with the cards so that you can actually use it as an Oracle deck and look at the stars and the relationships to all the metaphors in those myths. So because all the stars are chock full of crazy myths and all sorts of weird stuff, Made it really fun to go through and be like, well, this one certainly means this, and this one certainly means this. So that's what we've been doing. So a lot of writing, a lot of research, um, and a lot of like really strange um, things have come out of my mouth. I think I was going to the art store today, and then what did I say? I, I somehow described... Are your existing. journey like Homer in the Odyssey here? Like I'm, I'm going to the art store, just <laughs> like. No, that's not what I said. Okay, it was not that epic. It was less epic. I think I said something about uh, our maybe Jenny and I being like two binary stars, but I couldn't oh, yeah. really remember it, oh, and yeah. now it doesn't matter. So, <laughs> <laughs> but all, all the vocabulary you have left are related to. 
the universe and constellations. Yeah, so now I feel like a super mystical being. And so Jenny asked me the other day, and by the other day I mean five minutes ago, if now that I've been talking like a mystical being, because the only thing I've been looking at all day is mystical action, whether or not it's rubbing off on me. And so, well, first I'm going to ask you guys, do you feel like it's rubbing off on you? Or do you feel like it's rubbing off on me? Or do you feel like no rubbing is happening? <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I think lots of rubbing is happening. Like, I, <laughs> we were talking about, um, I don't know, what's going on in our life, what we're interested in having conversations about. And when you are so deep into subject matter, it is hard to think about anything else but that. It is. You're in the middle of, like, I don't know, washing your hands and thinking about a relationship between two stars somewhere really far away. And that was the most interesting part. So you guys are working on the actual text document section. And I've been researching all sorts of interconnections between cards and how they work and how they operate and things like that. And it is fascinating to think about like how two things would work together and the influence that they would have on your life very far away and how they shape and mold everything around you without it like... For example, I was just reading the moon one that you wrote. Oh, yeah. And you talked about this sort of, um, like, hidden force that you don't necessarily see all the time, but it's influencing your emotions and the tides and how you, like, connect with other people and your goals and ambitions and things like that. But it's sort of a hidden force. Um, so all the things that we've been talking about definitely do have um, this sort of relationship. Like, you can compare it in, like, a macroscope it or <laughs> macro or micro level of things where you're sort of looking at both it in relation to like are you looking at the neighboring galaxy or your like direct neighbors it is yeah very related to your life it is well it's it's funny because i think when we were like if you are washing your hands you are thinking about like a nebula or something like that i mean i feel like mostly because you are face deep in trying to find like what if i said what if what if I called you a black hole? <laughs> How would you feel about that? First of all, I feel like if you hear the word uh-huh. and you hadn't read the thing that we wrote, then you'd probably be pretty offended. Yeah. But in researching a black hole, it is actually very interesting. There is possibility for other things inside of it. It is full. It is the opposite. It's the antithesis of empty. It is full space. So whatever that's supposed to mean, I feel like it has a more positive um, outlook than some of the other things. It also brings people, and by people I mean things in space together. <laughs> it, so there's all sorts of ways that you could twist it into a more positive outlook. Well, it is. Well, it's interesting because I feel like if just when you hear a certain word, I feel like there's tons and tons of loaded content that you probably could could say if I called you a what if what would I call Chris? It would be interesting. Quasar. <laughs> if I called you a quasar, how would you feel about that? Uh, I don't know. I yeah, he didn't research, I didn't research that research one. Quasar. Well. Okay, all right. Oh, okay. If I called you uh, Canis Minor, how would you feel about that? Um, I'm fine with all that stuff. You can call me whatever you want. <laughs> all right, that's fine. Well, it, but I feel like it's it's interesting. So that's been kind of the the thing that we've been doing is looking at the history, looking at the myths, and then thinking about the stories that are told and what the moral was, mm-hmm. or maybe not even the moral, what was the major point of action? What was a major thing we thought about when we heard that story? And so it was a lot, a lot of thinking, <laughs> a lot of thinking, mm-hmm. very 
very exciting on some things, very tiring. Yeah, days. I mean, it was it was a puzzle indeed, uh, because indeed. it was it was about what the thing actually is like scientifically. Yeah, mm-hmm. what the thing represents historically or symbolically. M- yeah, what or myth- mythologically. Mm-hmm. And then finally, it was also how does that tie in and what does that relate to what the artist interpreted? So that was kind of the final piece of the puzzle where, um, you know, you're kind of looking at all of these things and and finding the relationships between all these different aspects. Yeah. So, Chris, since you normally in like the tarot world are skeptical of these messages and meanings, did you have like a different approach to writing these? Was it more like storytelling than anything else? Yeah. And I mean, I'm not like skeptical. Skeptical. I always think. I mean, I guess it depends on what you, you even said. That skeptical. Well, <laughs> he's like, hmm. Well, I mean, I think it depends on what you consider skeptical, because I I think that they are good things to basically thought exercises or things to meditate on. I don't think that, and I don't think any. I mean, you know, maybe I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to speak for you, but I don't think that you think there's like some divine hand who's like putting the cards in place. It's just like points to reflect on right I don't right know. i mean i so. think that's i think that's an awesome way to think about them you know i feel like there's a lot of things where you don't allow yourself to reflect on the meaning of a random word right. very often during the day i mean how when would you do that so in that case i do think that i'm not skeptical like i think that's a valuable exercise um and i just approached it i mean it was it was like so kind of pulling all these things together that I, w- I wouldn't go in with any, you know, preset expectations about what these things should mean. I would just sit there. I would read the mythology. I would read the science. And then I would read what the artist interpreted as because they sometimes gave us something to work off yep. of, of what they focused on specifically because maybe there's a million things and they co- sort of chose one symbol or one aspect to kind of make the real focus. And in that case, that's just... Um, you know, kind of the the little bit of difference between this deck and some other deck or something. So yeah, well, I, I mean, for this one particularly, it it had to come from the mythology and from whichever culture, whichever kind of like, you know, human being had looked at it first and assigned it certain properties, you know, or a certain story to go with. It's funny because not all of them are Greek, although right. there's a huge chunk of Greek and well, Roman yeah, ones. Well, yeah, because of the history of the yeah. The universe Where the constellations got their names and things like that, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, there's a bunch too that you just can't see from that area of the world. So mm-hmm. there's other ones that were named by whoever, you know. And they're funny because throughout the years, it completely changes how people, you know, have seen the images in the sky. There were spaces left over that somebody finally put an image to. Mm-hmm. you know just like baby stars sticking in the middle of two other things yeah you know? and so, there were plenty of there were plenty of constellations too like i forgot which one has is the fox with the hair or something and then the hair just like dropped off over time like it used oh, to be in its Volpecula. mouth yeah like it used to be in its mouth and then it just like like they just stopped associating it together yeah chris had one too where there used to be a massive um was it it was Argo, the ship from Jason and the Argonauts, um, which used to be a an oversized constellation that was just unwieldy. Just the so they broke it the apart universe. into several constellations that all have to do with pieces of the ship, but it's no longer a... It's basically what would be considered, I guess, like some sort of super constellation mm-hmm. where it doesn't exist anymore, but the pieces float around up there. So we have... In this Oracle deck and in the project, we have the 88 modern constellations, which, of course, you know, are the ones that we recognize today. So um, there's actually really 
fun app that one of my students showed me the other day because I was like, how will I know? And, and they're like, oh, yeah, Star Tracker. And I thought they said Star Trek. And then I started <laughs> talking about Star Trek. And then I felt super nerdy when they were like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, oh, 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 just, oh, apps. OK. And then I downloaded it and I showed it to Chris yesterday. And I was very pleased with how. Did it work? Yeah, it totally works. And then the big, the 12 uh, Zodiac ones actually have an image that overlays so you can see which direction the, that's really cool. You know, the constellation is facing and all that kind of stuff. But it was pretty cool. And so maybe we'll link to that so you guys can see what it is. So, I mean, being in the city is hard because you hardly ever see any stars. You can see Venus once, the moon. You can see the moon, maybe. You can see nothing at all. There's the moon. And then be like, tell that guy to stop that. No, no. <laughs> so, but there's hard. It's hard unless you live in a in an area that has like very little light pollution. You don't really get to see anything very mm-hmm. often. You know, I think Chris was trying to take pictures of the blood moon when that was a thing, right? And I did. Yeah, he did. We stood out in the street and we were wondering if our neighbors were going to be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> but nobody came out. I think it was like two in the morning. But I think that I mean that was pretty cool to find that and i'm really looking forward to being in a place that has like super high visibility you know like i want to see i want to see more than one star i want to see more than the moon that would be nice yeah you know you'll probably be able to do that good i don't know do unless if you get thunderstorms the whole time or something oh my god no no. i think it'll be really nice i guess you're supposed to be able to see like 2.2 million light years or something away which is incredible that is incredible yeah so i was thinking oh sorry i was gonna say i was thinking about um like while we were in iceland i continually thought about this like you can't not think about the landscape like every single thing that you're doing part of it's because you're climbing over like uneven ground but part of it's because of how spectacular it is and i would imagine that that's what looking at the sky is like you can't not look at it you know well i was when i was (laughs) this thing i'm going to follow up your sentence with is going to totally make me sound like a dummy but when i was watching ancient aliens um (laughs) i was thinking about how Back in the day when they didn't have any light pollution, of course you would stare at the sky. Like, if Mm -hmm. you didn't have street lamps all over the place and you were looking at the horizon, like, yeah, Chris is looking at, look at that, how cool that is, at Star Tracker (laughs) while we're talking. But, like, when, of course, you would see how every astral body interacted with the horizon, how it would interact with your structures that you were building, how you would really put much more importance on it because you would see it every single night and you would track it much more than you would track it today because there's too much stuff on the ground to pay attention to. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Even like out, like my parents lived kind of out, not really out in the middle of nowhere, but kind of out in a farmland slash suburban something, something where there are like little clusters of houses but it was pretty much out in the middle of nowhere with just a couple lights on country roads and stuff like that. And you could see the sky pretty well, but if, but still people's houses would light up areas. You know, if you had a big porch light or a floodlight or something like that, it was still hard to see. So I yeah. feel like the importance on the sky has been lessened because mm-hmm. you can't see it. Um, right. And even in the city, it's totally blocked by buildings anyway. Yeah. Like it's just not important at all. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. So one of the interesting things that I found out when I was 
um, researching. So the card that I did is called Mensa. And of course, everybody knows what, what the organization Mensa is. Did you know that? You know what that is? Yeah. 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 For Smart smarties. Yeah. yeah. So what they originally had, Mensa was originally called Men's which I think means brain or something like that. Oh, it does? Yeah. I thought it was but like, then, oh, look at those men's over there. I know. And that's what they didn't <laughs> want people to think. They, were, they didn't want it to, to be all about some men's. And so they changed it to mensa, which is Latin for table. Um, and so it actually refers to Table Mountain. I think I might have told you guys this before, but Table Mountain in South Africa, so right around Cape Town. But the point of me saying that was that Around Table Mountain, it's like a flat top mountain that is right near the end of the horn. Horn. Is yes. that what you meant to say? Yeah, what did I say? You didn't say anything yet. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> you were thinking. Yeah. I... I was thinking. Thank you, Chris. And it's constantly covered with a tablecloth, that's what they call it, not me, of clouds. Because it's a mountain. So cute. Oh, so nice. But that's how that happens, you know, is there's just some areas where you probably will never see the sky because your natural environment doesn't allow you to see past that, you know? Mm-hmm. When I'm flying sometimes, it's pretty weird when you fly from being underneath a storm to being on top of it and it's absolutely perfect. Yes. You know? Yeah. So we're gonna, we're about to fly in just like a yes. little bit. So we can see how that goes right. if that even happens. Also, I, I guess I was looking at your uh, constellation calendar yesterday oh, when yeah. I was reading things. I have a constellation calendar. Yes, I was looking at it. And I guess on August 12th is a meteor shower and we'll be in the sky flying. So hope we don't get run over. So watch by out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully we don't get pelted by some meteors but that would yeah. be cool if we can even see it i think that'd be great yeah i don't know well i mean you know what i mean like some of that stuff is so it feels so exotic yeah. like you'd never well, see it's it funny like uh, pe- i mean historically people always talk about like getting on top of a mountain and being closer to the heavens or closer yeah. to anything because you're like one mile higher than whoever else even though that's ridiculous when you're talking about light years away from something yeah um yeah, the, like one mile doesn't make any difference at all, but it's so much more I suppose visible. if nothing's in your way and all you can do is look down, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of weird and lonely up there probably. Yeah. I don't know. With all my mountaineering bo- books and, and all that kind of stuff, I feel like that is probably a, a huge reason why everybody wants to do that. They do want to see what it's like being on the top of something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You guys climb trees. Or you did someday. <laughs> I've climbed a tree, but I did not get close to the heavens. <laughs> I was just like five feet up again. Okay, that's good enough, right? I don't know. Chris doesn't have to climb a tree because he's 40 feet tall. He's on a tree all the time. Yeah. yeah. I'm like somewhere in the earth because I'm shorter than most. Yeah. So. I mean, but, it does make a difference getting up that high, though. What? I used to go, as tall as you? Like going, no. No. Oh. <laughs> going into a mountain, going up like, the mountains. Yeah, I used to go to the Rockies all the time and, uh-huh. and mountains in Canada and stuff and you, I mean, things are just things you don't think about that much are just different. Like you get sunburn faster and things like that, yeah. just because you're that much closer to the sun. And oh there's yeah. That much. I mean, more uh, probably more. It's the fact that there's less um, atmosphere between you and what you're looking at. Yeah, I think. I mean, that's why they tell you to wear some sunblock. That is why. They, right. That's why you also put sunblock. No, wait, that's not why. When you're on some snow, you got to put it underneath your face. You got to put face. it on the bottoms of your things where you oh, yeah, normally not worry about it because it reflects yeah. off the snow. Yeah. Did you know, unrelated to the cosmos, but related to snow, did you know 
that you can get snow blind from the reflection off of the snow, which is why if you're ever climbing around on snow for a long time, you better wear some sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Pro tip. Yep. Okay. Now that we all know that, <laughs> we're never going to forget it. While, he, while we're on a tangent, I will also say during this whole process, oh yeah, I have been going home every night and playing Bloodborne. Yes. The PlayStation 4 game. Uh-huh. And I've just been only doing the Cosmos stuff. But, I mean, I'm, I'm writing and, and reading about Cosmos stuff. And all of these words are very similar to that game. And when you said Mensa and Mens... What did you also men's. say? Just Mens? Yeah. There's the Nightmare Mensis, mm. which I believe has something to do with measuring the phases of the moon or something like that. But that game is very cosmically influenced you know what you told me the other day harry potter is yeah. also influenced by cosmically jenny influenced. tried to convince me to to go read all well, the harry I potter will, books yeah. i'm gonna watch all those movies and read all those books jenny as soon as you beat bloodborne what oh, that's what? not even fair <laughs> i don't even have a single system to play any well, games on well, you I can watch all star trek how to instead. use a controller <laughs> it'll be a, a, well, a super trade and then i got a yeah. while until i have to watch them oh my gosh well, but, but if you, oh. you could educate the, yourself on the constellations if you just watched well, I just Who's educated myself by beating the Moon Presence and the <laughs> Celestial you know Emissary. What? I educated myself by. I got so sad about having to sit in the chair for so long that I bought myself the biggest crystal ball on the internet. So now <laughs> I have my psychic powers will be tenfold. I will be a power <laughs> like none with. other. Yeah. yeah. So um, I guess that. I should probably have not said that in a scary way. I, I probably will want somebody to ask me about my new newfound um, superpowers. But, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. It's either feel feel weird about my super big crystal ball or, or flaunt it. I don't know. I don't know. But I did buy one, and it's probably not going to show up forever. I hope somebody doesn't steal it off our porch. Maybe they you bought the idea of one. They have to wait for the crystals to form. Aww. I did grow that crystal you gave me. Did you? Yeah. Did it turn out okay? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I That's have to keep cool. it in a jar, otherwise it said the humidity will melt it. And I was like, mm. So it's not a real crystal? <laughs> it's, it's just a popsicle. Just, it's, it's, like, a pops- <laughs> it's a popsicle. <laughs> no. It's good. But yeah, but I feel like there's plenty of stuff that I'm sure that now that we've absorbed the entire cosmos, we are going to stumble across so many different things. Or strangely enough, probably even just random Latin words for stuff. Yeah, half well, the cosmos sure, is that. Yeah, I'm sure you're going to understand it a lot better just from reading it. And even some of the myths and stuff, too. You're like, oh, yeah, now I know exactly who betrayed whoever. Yeah. And then betrayed that other person also. Yeah. You know, what was really interesting about that is I actually, I have plenty of opinions. And I know a lot of the artists had plenty of opinions on how things should have gone in some of those myths. Like, you read them and you're like, why is everybody a victim? Also, why is everybody transforming into everything all day, every day? Also, why is Zeus such, such a, a hoe? jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. He's the biggest jerk. He does all the weird things. And you're like, how come somebody gave you superpower over everything? Yeah, I don't know. I was always, <laughs> when I, a lot of these, like, a lot of them are really interesting and it's easy to draw kind of you know metaphors or parables out of them but also yeah. sometimes it is seriously like talking to a child who is making everything they say up to you and then they're like, like what? and then he turned him into a cow and you're like that makes sense why and they're like I don't know, cow 
<laughs> and then they're like, and then he killed 50 people with lightning bolts. And then he, and then because he was mad about that, he, he turned him into a wolf. And you're like, why a wolf? And there's no reason. You're like, most oh, of the time. children. Somebody wrote all these things. But it always ends with that. Like, yes, of course, that's a logical conclusion to what just happened. Yes, of course. Yeah. And, and then they threw him in the sky. And then they threw him in the sky. Because yeah, that's where they go now. Yeah. And then it's like, to avert da- disaster, they threw him in the sky. Or to punish him, they threw him in the sky. Or because they were dead and they had to just go somewhere. They go in right. the sky. Yeah. yeah. So who knows, really? It's just a giant trash heap up there with all sorts of weird stuff. Right. Yeah. Children's dreams. And, and then it's like, and then Zeus tried to seduce this woman, but she wasn't interested. So he turned himself into a cow. And then she slept with him. And then I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Zeus was so repulsive that she'd rather yeah, I was a like, cow. <laughs> I was like, what? where did this jump come from? Or the swan? How do you feel now that our cat's name is Zeus? Yeah, it makes sense. What? He's, he's kind what? of a jerk. No, he's not a jerk. He's a wonderful old man with a with a large beard, a he's large white beard. He's kind of He kind of just like sits there and stares. And the only thing that he wants to do is, is escape. Outside. Yeah. Just Aww. like Zeus, he probably wants to go find some ladies to turn into cows and swans oh, in front of. No, what? No, poor Zeus. I'm going to put a picture of him in the podcast. Maybe it is so- Zeus and he's a cat <laughs> and he's trying to seduce you. <laughs> What? You? Come on, Chris. What are you doing? <laughs> My poor cat. Uh, real life Zeus. Yeah. Who knows? Man. Trapped there Zeus for years. Zeus has always become in other animals. Mm, I don't know. I feel like he's probably just a cat. But... I want to redo my Cosmos card and do... <laughs> Zeus the cat? Zeus, yeah. yeah well... And then everyone would be like, this, you are Zeus. You are Harry. No more metaphors. None. Yeah, no more dude. metaphors. My poor cat. Like, yeah. Zeus always wants to go outside. If you get the Zeus card, you want to run away. <laughs> That's how Chris wrote this whole thing. So yep. get ready for Cosmo's <laughs> Oracle deck. <laughs> Just kidding. Not like that. Don't don't even. I shouldn't even joke about that. However, uh, we have now the most um, ridiculous amount of information about all of the crazy things, which is it, kind of empowering, though. I feel like it's it's. One of those things that I've always wanted to learn and I think it's hard to digest. I feel like until you read the weird Cliff's notes of every single constellation, you would have otherwise had to remember everybody's crazy names in all of like the stories forever, in the real stories. Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever read any of those? Mm-hmm. I, I think I think this is again where I expose my <laughs> my non-reading of any kind of high school and or middle school textbooks. Yeah, there I, mean, I have done it. Wasn't like the Iliad what required Iliad, reading or Odyssey. the Odyssey? Yeah, yeah. beats it me. Was. I mean, if it was, I, I, I didn't do it, and I, now I feel bad because you guys oh. probably knew all the things already. But it's lots of crazy names. Just I but just gotta keep track of names. Them. Yeah, I am right. familiar with them. You know, I was I really wanted to read all the sagas of Iceland because when we went there I was like cool their mythology and their like history and their everything is awesome but I could not keep their names straight why is that so hard I also read Redwall and I could not keep their names straight <laughs> they're like why don't they just call them badger and mouse <laughs> like, what's happening how come I can't keep anybody's name straight I surprisingly can keep my students names straight can you for the most part I get really thrown off if there's like five Christians or something like that. 
And then I'm like, you can't all be Kristen. Is that possible? And then I'm like, oh, maybe. But lucky for me, there's only a couple constellations, Hydrus and Hydra. Those are confusing. Yeah. A couple other ones, too. And then I don't remember. Yeah. Not that many. Lepus and Lupus. (laughs) Those are very That's like when Chris calls me Lindsay and then he says he's got a secret girlfriend named Pinsy and then he gets furious. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I see how it is. Fake girlfriend's not very good. Pinsy. Jeez. Get so furious every time I hear it. But, you know, (laughs) hopefully somebody can tell us apart one's real and one is not real or maybe it is real i don't know chris so yeah. yeah but i don't know i mean that's the only thing that really throws me off is like is like super similar names trying to follow a story you know you're like who what yeah how'd that go so you guys also in writing had to do your own sun sign the hard thing about those is that they are way more complex than just reading a story you know, so I mean, there are stories. For example, cancer is one of the twelve labors, which means like one of the twelve crazy things that Hercules had to do before he was redeemed from doing the horrible stuff that he had done before he had to go and kill all these things. So killing more things. Yeah, he killed his whole family, and then they were like, "In order to atone for your horrible deeds, kill some more stuff. Get some golden apples." Yeah, but keep killing everything while you're at it. And he also uh, stepped on cancer, the crab. Stepped right on him. Got his toe pinched. That's not very nice. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> He's standing on Draco's head right now. Yeah, he might he be. He's stepping on whatever he wants. But you're just like, come on, guy. So in Another the, jerk. Yeah, I know. They're all jerks. So the like that was the funny thing is that, yeah, some of them are related. Mm-hmm. Some of them are kind of like minor players in just having been there you know yeah well i was just wondering because i was also doing research on the houses and all the signs and stuff like that and pisces is represents like the mystical the unknown and then you're like i'm gonna buy this crystal ball and i didn't know if all of your research (laughs) just like funneled into this (laughs) into this thing and you're like i'm going to embrace my sign i'm gonna become the most mystical i feel like this is like the chicken or the egg situation (laughs) you're like i can't tell if i was already mystical or if i was made mystical by my my already mystical and now you went super saiyan yeah that'll do (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i don't know there's some some things that i feel like are just strangely like super coincidences or maybe there's something to it so for our Bryce Canyon trip we made everybody their birth chart so we asked for everybody's like you know place of birth and their time and date because you could pinpoint some really specific stuff and the weird part is some of that stuff is eerily accurate like so strangely accurate Mm -hmm. about how you relate to people or how you think or the importance that you put on certain aspects of your life. And, and it is so strange to read it and to have most of it resonate with you. Mm -hmm. So I have no idea. I feel like all the stuff that I read in mine, all the stuff that I always read in my, my, sun sign situation all the stuff that i ever read anywhere i'm like that's totally me and then i'm like oh but i also really like being bucketed into random categories like that like i actually really enjoy it, it makes me feel safe so <laughs> like, it's saying. not my fault 
<laughs> what did you say? You said it's not my fault. I was born like yeah, this. Yeah, I, I was can't born like it. this, Gad. So I feel like, I don't know, one of the things that I did read is that Pisces is drawn to esoteric things. They're interested in learning, not necessarily being in, but learning about really bizarre stuff like the occult. <laughs> did it say Mount Everest? Not Mount Everest. <laughs> no, they said nothing about that. They said they're extremely emotional. They are super sensitive. They're, uh, they have um, tied to creative uh, things, but then they care a ton about... Um, let me see if I can try and remember all the bits i mean it doesn't it doesn't really matter i could recite you the whole entire thing and i'd be like yep 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 these are all things that i care about and things that i feel like i resonate with but i i think that crystal ball is just because i found it and because i feel like we have a perfect table that needs a crystal ball and i'm slowly being more comfortable it's my with trans- game table that's where board games yeah, get but, put right in the center of no but that's where the crystal ball goes because it's like a round <laughs> wonderful table to just ripe for crystal ball action so i think you should just just go with it chris i feel like people when they walk in they'll be like "Ooh, what's this room and then you'll be like let me one second while i move the sweet crystal ball <laughs> biggest one on the internet so anyway so now i have that coming to me which i can't wait you know yeah i hope they don't drop it no they better not drop it then all my powers will go away. They'll be like, this lady's getting a bowling ball. <laughs> they can be as rough as they want with it. No. That's, well, that's so what I said. I was like, you should just buy a bowling ball and then put it with the holes down. Nobody will ever know. I'll know. I'll know. I want it's like weird crystal powers. I don't want like a bowling ball like with like stinky fingers that have been in there. That sounds so horrible. <laughs> What's not? So uh, anyway, but we're going to go and do some mystical action here in Bryce Canyon and uh, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So. I feel like in the next couple of weeks, we're going to probably be talking a lot more about the cosmos process. Um, I'll, I'll stop making myself sound like a stupid idiot, even though I did not read the Iliad or the Odyssey, although I probably should by the time we do next podcast. I think you guys will probably have a pretty good time hearing about the updated versions of these, these myths um, as we go here, because there are plenty of interesting ones that will probably pop up here and there because of Jenny and I's like ridiculous amount of cosmic thinking these days. Mm-hmm. So it may pop up. We talk about nebulous concepts and um, Chris's head looking like a quasar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's my head that looks like a quasar? I thought I just was a quasar. <laughs> no, I don't know. So <laughs> whatever. So that, that'll be our, <laughs> that'll be our thing. Wish us luck. Uh, we are going to go look at all the things while we're in Bryce Canyon. Try not to get a scorpion in our pants and um, keep everybody safe. Have a good time. So when we get back, um, oh, you may actually get to hear a little bit about what our travels were like. So we'll see if we can capture some of the sweet, sweet trip in diary format. We'll see. So if you want to see any of the people that are joining with us, you could totally check that out on the blog. It's blog.likegrayartlab.com. And then everything else, I'll hand it to you, Chris. Well, you can email us at podcast at likegrayartlab.com. You can find us on Twitter at likegrayartlab. You can follow us on Facebook. Give us a like. Stay up to date there. You can follow us on Tumblr. We're likegrayartgallery.tumblr.com. You can subscribe to the show on the iTunes Music Store. Stream it directly on Stitcher Radio. And that's it. That is it. So thanks again, you guys, for listening to our our sweet, sweet Cosmos mystical talk today. And we will talk with you soon.
Welcome to the Light Gray Art Lab podcast. I'm Lindsay Knoll. I'm Jenny Buckler. And I'm Chris Heine. And we are one step away from the precipice of doom. (laughs) (laughs) Can we just start over so I don't have to edit it? (laughs) (laughs) You didn't like that? One, one, one. One. Like our robot cast? Like Gray, one, 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 zero. <laughs> I wonder what that even means. One 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 one. <laughs> That's right. Probably should throw some zeros in there. Yeah, there's zero, a lot zero. more zeros than one. Oh yeah, okay. So zero, like zero 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 one one zero 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 one <laughs> two one. Is there two. ever a two? There's, no, never, there's a two. never a two. There's never two. I don't think there's a lot more zeros in one. I would think there's they'd have an equal amount. Really? I think there's a lot more zeros. Okay. So to wrap this up, here's the point. The point is, what was the point? What was the point of this? The I don't point think you was, should have called attention to the point. Okay, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> the world is filled with mysterious things. 